Two games, two losses, and a manager that was literally sacked in the morning. Stephen Glass is gone. The plague pulled on Sunday morning. More coming up. Plus, Wednesday night under the lights at Pataudry. So I come back, but to no avail against Celtic. The cup game against Motherwell on Saturday was more of the same. We hear from Stephen following both matches. Also coming up, Aberdeen women were in action against Spartans on Sunday in the cap. More from that. Plus, we have a smattering of Dons and supporters news on the AFC Donscast on Tuesday, the 15th of February. Welcome to this week's AFC Dons cast. It's Graham here with your weekly Dons news update. We're back slightly earlier than planned with the news that Dons manager Stephen Glass has been sacked. The announcement coming early on Sunday morning. Also leaving is assistant coaches Alan Russell and Henry Apelou. With only one win in 2022 in the cup match against Edinburgh City last month and unconvincing results since his arrival, the managerial experiment by Dave Cormack is over. Glass, who had been coaching with MLS side Atlanta United prior to his Pataudry return, was in charge for 41 games, losing 20 and keeping just five clean sheets. Taking interim control for the match tonight against St Johnston is Barry Robson, Neil Simpson, Scott Anderson and Scott Brown. And the results from the past two games didn't help Stevens' cause, starting with the midweek match against Celtic last Wednesday. An Aberdeen fight back in the second half wasn't enough in a five-goal match at Pataudry. Two Celtic goals in the space of four minutes looked as if the game had gone for the Dons. Jota knocked in at the back post in the 16th minute after poor home defending, before Matt O'Reilly second in the 20th. Two goals in five second-half minutes from Christian Ramirez and Lewis Ferguson squared things up. But Jota drilled in a controversial winner just a minute after we levelled things up to make it 3-2 to Celtic. Aberdeen players claim for a flag from the assistant referee as Lila Bada, who was standing in an offside position, appeared to block centre-back Bates in the build-up, but to no avail. Despite the comeback, we can't just play for 45 minutes, especially our precarious position in the league having dropped to ninth. Stephen, can you sum up your feelings there? Yeah, but I'm proud of the performance, second half especially. Uh, we felt like we had to make a couple of changes at half-time to help the boys get more pressure up the pitch. Uh, the response the response was good, uh, but obviously you come away with no points. We're disappointed ultimately, but I think there's something to build on looking into the game on Saturday now, which is, is all we can do. So the thinking behind the change at half-time was to apply more pressure on Celtic in their own third? Yeah, to get a little bit higher up the pitch. And I think you could feel that, uh, and I think the players felt that, the response from the fans as well when that was happening so that was important that we did that uh, we didn't really lay a glove on them first half which was disappointing but I think the changes helped uh, the energy felt a little bit different second half and I think we got got the rewards in terms of goals and general pressure so yeah that was, that was a positive but you're looking for points obviously Any frustration about Celtic's third goal standing have you seen it back yet? Hey, I've not seen it back but at the time I'm, I'm thinking the lads either offside or offside and blocks Betsy but it's without seeing it again but I think to me it looked pretty clear from the side but it's the people that are watching could probably see it better than me. Is it important now not to dwell on the result but the second half encouragement and take that into the cup game at the weekend? 
Yeah, I think that's important. I think we're sitting in there at half time playing against what is the best team in the country, uh, two nothing up, uh, and I think lesser teams maybe get pummeled second half, but. The, the players showed a real response. Uh, really disappointed we give away the goal so quick, uh, regardless of how it come about uh, when we get to two each, uh, that we don't keep the game alive for a little bit longer and then really push. But even going behind, the boys kept pushing till the end, which was I'm, I'm proud of the effort of the players and I know that they're going to give the same on Saturday. And if we start like that from minute one, then, then we win the game. Is that part of the disappointment that the team waited until they were behind before they started showing what they can do? I wouldn't say we waited till we were behind because I think you're playing against a really good team. I think we found ourselves in a circumstance that they were on it around, they were pretty effective and we didn't get enough pressure on them. I, wouldn't, I don't want to point the fingers at the player and say they waited because it wasn't a deliberate action by any means. But they, uh, they, were, they were brilliant second half and I think they, <clears throat> they, they felt what it felt like when you're putting pressure on them. almost feels like you're gambling a little bit more but uh, we had to do it. So, yeah. Just a, a quick word on Matt Kennedy. We were saying in the gantry he had a, a good impression on the game. It's been a while since he had a, any sort of game time, really. What did you make of his appearance? Yeah, Matt was excellent. He's uh, last week. Last weekend was the first that we've seen him all season. So for him to come in, put in that shift second half, it will take it out of him, but he'll be better for it. And I think a, a fit and firing Matty Kennedy really helps your team. Great. All the best for Saturday. Cheers. Thank you. Well, we left league matters behind on Saturday to concentrate on the Scottish Cup, this time away to Motherwell at Fair Park. Ahead to the match, the news broke that following a serious injury sustained by Tom Ritchie on Friday, Craig Sampson had been registered as backup goalkeeper and has joined the club to support goalkeeper training after Gordon Marshall recovers from a knee injury. Craig retired four years ago and ahead of his match hadn't played any competitive football since leaving St Mirren in November 2018. It was the final game in charge for Stephen Glass as Motherwell hit back to reach the quarter-finals. Christian Ramirez headed into an early lead, but Kevin Van Veen levelled with a deflected shot and Connor Shields netted the winner before half-time. And less than 24 hours later, the manager was gone. Stephen, that's painful. Yeah, uh... We came here with the full intent of being the next round of the cup, and we're not. And there's there's no point in discussing it. Almost, it's we're out of the cup. Massive disappointment. Uh, you have to protect the players and get back on for Tuesday night. Does the M word come up again? Mentality. Yeah, uh, we talked about moments in games where, right? I, I believe we're going to score the first goal. Right after they've scored the first goal, can you protect that? Then you're talking half time. Right after half time, and then it was before the end. But I think right before half time, we lose a goal. Terrible time. Poor goal to give away, weak, uh, and, and it's been a theme, uh, giving away cheap goals, defensively weak, frail, um, and yeah, you pay the price for that. How do you analyse that goal, that, that one right on half time? I think uh, it should be defended better, I think anybody can see that. Is that the goalkeeper? Does the goalkeeper have to come and clear everything out, is that, is that one of those? Yeah, I think he'll be disappointed by himself, I would imagine, yes. Uh, he's. I think you're looking for your goalkeeper to come and punch your ball, be a bit stronger, a bit more aggressive. Uh, their forward players are certainly aggressive in the box. We have to do a hell of a lot to score goals in, in a box, but I just felt like, without pointing the finger at people, we, we should be stronger in our own box. Did Motherwell want it more when you reflect over the whole game? I don't know if I would say that. No, I think that's, that's a little bit easy to say. I think we started really well, the game was scrappy. Well, the conditions were horrendous. I think we were the team that was in the ascendancy, and I think that's that's what we've had pointed at us quite a bit. But I think right at the start of the game, you saw the boys were they were into it. Uh, we allowed them to come back into the game, and and we paid the price by giving away cheap goals like we've done far far too often. Our goalkeeper makes a great save at the end, 
and that's what happens is well, good goalkeepers are making big saves and keeping other teams in games. And I suppose when you look back, Christian had a great chance to make it too, and maybe it's a different game at that point. Yeah, it is, it is and it was the, the start that we were looking for, and we almost go to nothing up, probably should have, to be honest. Uh, and it feels it would be a different game. We're standing here with a different conversation, but it's it's not. So we're out of the cup, and that's it. There's no there's no other discussion to go on. 2,000 fans here. Um, some of them were obviously giving a bit, giving you and the players a bit of stick at the end. Uh, is that fair enough? Yeah, I think you're walking into the game. You know what's going to happen if you lose, regardless of the performance, regardless of how much the boys push. Uh, it's everybody came here with the intent of being in the next round of the cup and that desire. Uh, we're as unhappy as they are, but you front it up and we, we take the flag that comes from the fans. It's no different from when I played here as a player and, and you get beat in cup ties and things like that. So it's uh, you've got to accept what goes with it. How much does that ramp up the pressure towards Tuesday night now? Uh, yeah, it does. Uh, I think the, the one thing is we can put it right on Tuesday night in terms of league position and then we come back here the following Saturday. So uh, things need to turn pretty quick. Uh, the season can can almost dwindle away if you like or we can finish where we should be up in the top end of the division uh, but you, again we can talk about it as much as you want but the results are what's needed and the players know what's needed to get them Cheers Stephen, thanks Thanks Rob, cheers, thank you Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV Subscribe now for full match day coverage replays, highlights and all the goals exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk The best of the action only on Red TV It was Scottish Women's Cap fourth round action for the AFC Women on Sunday where they met Spartans Women and a six goal thriller was the end result with the Dons Women coming out victorious with a 4-2 win Both sides had the lead at points in the match but goals from Donna Patterson Francesca Ogilvie Ailey Shore and Bailey Hutchison were enough to put the Dons in the heart for the next round which will see them face Celtic in the quarterfinals on a date still to be confirmed Ted Lasso Welcome Wagon has arrived. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is an injection of goodness. I'm fine. The level of thanks that comes across social media. Imagine getting tweets from people saying, we're kinder to each other in our family because you've reminded us that that's what we should all be. It's a choice, isn't it, to be positive and grateful. And I now find myself saying I appreciate you to most people after an interaction. This is why it's hard to love you. He loves you. The positivity that people have felt about the show and talking about the kind of lasso way, being very funny, but also very human. It's undeniable. Keep an eye on these guys, because around the 74 minute mark, there's gonna be a room full of grown men crying. I'll be one of them. Every man and woman is living a comedy, a drama, and a tragedy, and the messages reflect that notion. Speaking with people and the fans and the reactions changed my life. I was walking, and randomly a person just started screaming, football is life, football is life. Football is life. Someone who messaged me on Twitter said their 11-year-old son missed a shot that would have tied the game, and she's like, right, I know you're upset, but what do we need to do? And he goes, be a goldfish like Sam. Do you remember what animal has the shortest memory? Goldfish. What do you think we should all do once we get done being sad? I think we should all be a goldfish. I brought you a little something. Oh, yeah. Cookies. <laughs> or, as y'all call them here, biscuits. <laughs>
killing a lot of biscuit recipes. People going, oh, look at these that we made, or little videos of them going, oh, my God, they taste as good as yours. And who knew that that whole biscuits with the boss thing would go so nuts? I forgive you. Why? Divorce is hard. It makes folks do crazy things. Some of the more profound responses that have reached me personally have been from people going through things that characters have gone through on the show or just something that's really taken hope out of their hearts and how the show moved them in a way that refilled their love cup, so to speak. Oh, it feels good to laugh. And season two is even better. Season two stays as adorable as the first. How long was I have? Doesn't matter. You're back now. Let's do this. You listen to me, Coach Lasso. We have work to do. Next season. You can catch up with all episodes of Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. There was other midweek action in the SPFL on Wednesday night. Alfredo Morelos sealed a 2-0 victory for second-place Rangers over Hibs at Ibrox. And Tony Watts scored against his former club as Dundee United beat Motherwell 2-0 at Tannadice to climb to fourth place. Danny Mallon scored the winner as Dante beat Hearts 2-1 at Tynecastle to move off the foot of the table at the expense of St Johnston. The Perth side led in Paisley but lost 2-1 to St Mirren who have moved into the top six thanks to Alec Greaves' winner. Ross County equalised in stoppage time as it ended 1-0 against Livingston at the Global Energy Stadium. Our both went five points clear in the championship after a 2-0 draw with Hamilton Ackies although it took a last gasp penalty from Michael McKenna to salvage a point for the Red Lichties. Second place Kilmarnock went down 2-1 to local rivals Air United at Rugby Park with Patrick Redding scoring a late winner for the Honest Men. Brian Graham bagged a hat-trick for Pat- Partick Thistle but they were forced to set off for a 3-0 draw at promotion rivals Inverness Carly Thistle with Kirk Broadfoot equalising deep into added time. In the other matches at the weekend, starting with the Scottish Cup fixtures, Hearts edged out Livingston 4-3 on penalties after a draft game ended goalless after 120 minutes before Cristiano Montano struck the post, then Ayo Obelai had his spot kick saved by Craig Gordon. Ian Harks' first half goal was enough for Dundee United to scrape past a battling Partick Thistle and into the quarter-finals. The midfielder strike arrived against the run of play as the Premiership side straggled on the muddy Firhill pitch. Jordan Jones scored a stunning strike as St Mirren avoided a Scottish Cup upset with a convincing victory over League Two leaders Kelty Hearts. New Zealand forward Alex Grieve nodded the hosts in front after Kelty spurned a great chance. Jones scored his first St Mirren goal, Kelty added a second late on as the hosts strolled into the last eight. Goals from Philip Hellander, Fashion Sakala and Kmar Roof established a 3-0 half-time lead for Rangers against Annan Athletic. Sakala and Roof had more chances but Rangers did not add to their tally at the League Two hosts. On Sunday in the Cap's second half, close-range finishes from Kevin Nisbet and Chris Muller ended a five-game wait for a victory for Hibbs. Craig Whiten fired Arbroath ahead from close-range after six minutes. But Dimitri Mitchell headed in the equaliser as Hibbs ended part-time Arbroath's 13-game and beaten home run. And Celtic ran out 4-0 winners against Wraith Rovers at Celtic Park. Final match of the Cat weekend is a Valentine's Day outing between Peterhead and Dundee. That match is currently 0 0 as we record this part of the podcast. 
In the SPFL, Kyle Lafferty scored a double as Kilmarnock came from behind to beat Dunfermline Athletic 2-1 at Rugby Park and moved to within two points of championship leaders are both. In for Morton struck twice in the space of two minutes in the closing stages to defeat bottom club Queen of the South 2-1 at Capilo. Erdionians saw of Montrose 4-1 at the Penny Car Stadium to cut the gap on League One leaders Cove Rangers, who drew 0-0 with Queen's Park to five points. Dumbarton moved out of the relegation zone with a 3-1 win over Clyde at Broadwood, and bottom club East Five ended their goal drought with a 3-1 success at Allo Athletic. In the day's only League Two game, Sunrar beat Elgin City 2-1 at Barra Briggs. Edinburgh City defeated Stirling Albion 1-0 at Ainsley Park on Friday to remain in fourth place. We've all had to make changes to live with COVID around. Take John. He's safely getting on with work. Nice mask, pal. And that's helping Rena look after cancer patients. Maggie and her bingo friends all got vaccinated. Which is helping Asif look after those in need at the care home. Jade self-isolating. Well played, Jade. Meaning Tommy's shop is still open for business. By living safely with COVID around, we're helping others, helping our NHS and helping Scotland's recovery. And that's something we all want. Jack Ross and St Mirren boss Jim Goodwin have emerged as early favourites to be the next manager of Aberdeen. And the names linked with the post is Neil Lennon, Derek Adams and Darren Fletcher. Criticised for taking a gamble on a coach from the MLS, Cormac is expected to opt for a more conventional option this time around. Keith Football Club have signed Finn Yates as a loan signing from Aberdeen. The midfielder heads up the A96 until the end of the season. The silence of Dave Cormack and Rob Wicks was broken on Friday evening before the sacking of Stephen Glass after both tweeted about their concerns about recent activity in the Red Shed. They're meeting with Aberdeen City Council and Police Scotland this week claiming pyrotechnics and vandalism in the stand is causing problems. Dave Cormack also said his recent silence was simply down to the fact that I don't want anything that I might say to be taken out of context. That would be detrimental to the team. The fan support has been tremendous. Thank you. It's the business end of the season. Let's get behind the boys. That reaction wasn't met well from the online Red Army, who highlighted recent performances, a poor transfer window and our current league position. And finally, a young Aberdeen under-18 side produced a great comeback to defeat Kilmarnock 3-2 at Rugby Park last Tuesday with Cammy Wilson, Alfie Babbage and Alfie Stewart grabbing the goals. We have an operation in Berlin. It's the retrieval of a missing person. Prisoner 17315, Palmer. What do you want? You will help us to locate and retrieve the missing person. If only life was that simple. You think you could trust him? Almost certainly not. This bloke, what's so special? He designs atomic bombs. Great. One of those things goes off, nothing matters. You people all know each other, don't you? Don't you want to know what we're going to do to you? Take me out to dinner, perhaps. Glad you came. Very. A new spy thriller, The Ipcris File. This March on ITV and ITV Hub. And as I speak, we're in action against St Johnston. Live coverage on Red TV is currently nil-nil at Pataudry. 
this Saturday. We're away to Motherwell again in the league. Kickoff at Fair Park is at 3pm. Tickets for this match are still on sale from the Pitaudry Ticket Office and online at afc.co.uk forward slash e-tickets. If you're not heading to the game, there's pay-per-view coverage with Motherwell TV or for Red TV International viewers, coverage starts at 2.45pm. I'll be back on Friday with a quick roundup from the match tonight and a look ahead to Saturday's match. If there's any more managerial news, we'll of course have that as well. Between now and then, you can keep up to date with all the latest Dons news at InverdessReds.co.uk and on our social media. You can find us by searching for Inverness Reds. Till Friday, stand free. Every Tuesday from 8pm, on your phone, on your tablet and online. This is the AFC Donscast.